Frenzies. It's episode 67. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about all the problems going on in the world right now. (laughs) No, not all the problems, but we're going to talk. It's going to be a problem-based episode. And we're going to dish on kind of what's going on in the world of education right now and what you can do about it to maintain your own uh, mental health and well-being. So I think it's going to be a great episode, much needed for today's world, (laughs) today's sitch, (laughs) and we're going to have lots of fun. So let's get on with it. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Hey, 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 frenzies, and welcome back to episode 67 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin. I go by the Whimsical Teacher online. You can find me all over the place. (laughs) I am a public school teacher down in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I think this is my third or fourth year doing this podcast. It's been going on for a while. Um, Sometimes I give it up for a year, and then I pick it back up. (laughs) I do have a lot of loyal listeners, so if you're one of them, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you, and I love having you in my space. So today's episode, I thought I'd talk, I'm just going to call it The Problem Is, because I feel like there are so many problems going on in the world right now. We are currently in a pandemic that has just been piling extra problems on top of the world of education like Jenga bricks, right? Like, here's another problem. What about this problem? Here's another one. And it's so overwhelming to so many people. Teachers are leaving the profession. They're depressed. They're stressed out. They don't know what to do. They're worried. It's always going to be like this. And so I just thought we would dish a little bit on problems and things you could do to work your way through the problems that you're facing and the problems around you. Um, I A few years ago, I heard one of my buddies talking on, I don't even know what it was. I don't know when she said this or where it was, but it always stuck with me. And um, it was the designer teacher. Her name is Sarah. And she said that a way of dealing with her problems, she likes to be an activist. And an activist is basically a person who campaigns for change in some area of life. They try to make things better for the future. And so that's a way that she copes with stress and the problems of the world is she tries to be um, an activist for change. And I thought that was really cool mentality. I thought it was really an interesting uh, mental flip to look at problems as, you know, like we can get really depressed about them. We can let them uh, suffocate us or we can choose to do something about them. Now, obviously there are too many problems in the world right now to help all of them, right? Like there's just too many problems in the world and we are already stretched very, very thin. But there was just an idea I had that if you feel like the problems are crushing you right now, 
your spirits are not very high. Every time you turn on the news or go on social media, you're seeing just another pile of negative stuff about the world of education. This was just an idea I was going to throw out to you. Maybe it could help you. It's something I utilize in my own life. So the idea is to become an activist. Um, and a lot of times we think of activists as people that are protesting on the side of the road and holding signs, but you don't necessarily have to be that kind of activist, right? Because remember, an activist is anyone who campaigns for change and the change can be big or the change can be small. So there are four areas of the world, or at least a a teacher's world where I think that you could be an activist or think about this instead of, you know, letting the problems get you down every day. Think about how you can help the problems or change the problems or get more involved with the problem itself to make a difference down the line. Because I, I do believe that all teachers are in it because they, they want to contribute something positive to the world. I don't think a lot of people are in it for the money, <laughs> Or the summer vacations, maybe the things that people think that we're in it for, right? <laughs> the money, that was a good one, wasn't it? You got to admit, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, but a lot of people like that they're contributing something positive to the world. I mean, there's nothing better than the satisfaction of teaching someone how to be a better reader or the alphabet or how to do math, right? <laughs> Like we're we're making some pretty big ripples in the world. We're changing people's lives. And that's one reason that people stick with teaching. But all the things along the way, you know, it's easy to lose sight of that. It's easy to lose sight of some of the positive things going on when there's just so much negativity, so many problems piled up on top of one another. So anyway, here's the idea I had for you. And this is something that I thought of myself. So first of all, uh, we're just going to talk about like problems in general and then like the four different areas of your life that you could become an activist in. So problems in general. What I've been finding a lot in social media is people are very much playing this, the grass is always greener game. And I play it with myself mentally. So I'm picking on myself too, right? Like I recently moved here from a really small town, like about a year and a half ago, I moved to Las Vegas. And um, life was pretty easy in the small town. Like there were some hard things about living there because it was rural and I had to drive a long way to get places. But there were some real perks to living there that I do not have here. And it's just really, really easy to go back in my head and think about, hmm, wow, a year and a half ago, I didn't have to deal with this, right? And I feel like a lot of times, in the world of education, even amongst teachers, we're playing this, the grass is always greener game, where we're like, we're, we're the one coming up with a problem. And then someone says, Oh, yeah, you think that's bad? Well, listen to this. <laughs> and it, it doesn't help anyone to play this constant game, right? There, everyone, every single person has something that's worse than another school or situation and something that's better. Everybody has a little bit of this and a little bit of that, right? So what I recommend is first get really clear about your, you know, your grass. So, and I know this sounds kind of funny. I'm sure if you're, I'm sure if there was a time traveler listening to this, like from the 1970s, they're like, grass? Huh? <laughs> 
anyway, so this is something you could do is like whatever, like think about the problems you're facing right now. And a lot of it is like your day to day life at school, right? The things you're being asked to do right now. These are your greatest problems. So what I want you to do is list, you know, those three big problems or bad things happening, the three worst things happening to you right now in your daily life, the things that are impacting your day-to-day life the most. But then I want you to try to think of three good things going on, like three things you have that maybe other people don't in that same situation, similar situation. This activity is not meant to balance the bad with the good, because obviously if things like the pandemic people getting sick around you, you know, extra rules that don't make any sense. Like if those are on your bad list, you you might not have equally good things to balance that out because things are so bad right now. But I think it's good to kind of prioritize the really bad with the really good in your mind, not a balance, just kind of know like, okay, X, Y, and Z are happening to me. And it's so awful. And I'm so upset about X, Y, and Z. But I do have A, B, and C. It's just something like just recognize that there is good in every situation, like maybe not in the same way, right? So like, I mean, just looking at, I'm going to look at my my prior environment, my prior school. I had really small class sizes and we had unlimited supplies and we had no canned curriculum. We could teach whatever we wanted. Those are three like really positive parts of, of living and teaching in this place. But on the flip side, you know, behavior was not the greatest because kids were overly familiar in those small class sizes with each other. Like a lot of times they were related or next door neighbors since they had been babies. Um, and, and kind of being overly familiar with your classmates can cause some problems, Uh, If you've ever taught in a really rural setting, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And then, you know, unlimited supplies. But like if the kids aren't really buying into what you're putting down, sometimes those supplies just go to waste. Like there's an abundance of supplies that aren't getting used. And that can also kind of be a problem, you know, like um, supplies get used for weird things. I know like we had this room just full of supplies and it, it makes me sick to think about it now because we have like zero supplies where I am right now, right? There's just, there's nothing. And, but we had this room, just every single cupboard and cabinet and paper stacked from the floor to the ceiling. And, you know, the kids would get in there and do naughty stuff with the paper, as naughty as things you can do with paper, right? <laughs> but anyway, like, Um, for every, you know, positive thing, like you would think like having unlimited supplies is amazing, really positive. But, you know, the downside is not as many staff members to watch the supplies. The supplies need to be constantly organized and kids are getting into the supplies quite frequently and maybe doing, um, not so cool things with them. Right. So, I mean, seriously, any positive thing that's going on, there's always a flip side or negative. There's always something it's like, you know, uh, something really bad going on. Obviously, this is hard to use examples from the pandemic because you can't really, you know, have a flip side to people losing their lives and getting sick. Right. But I'm just saying that, like, keep it in mind that that everything bad happening to you right now at your school and your community 
you know, there are some positives going on compared to other places. And it's just the, it's just the way that you choose to um, see and recognize those two different sides. And like I said, one might be really imbalanced right now. It might be like when you're looking at these problems, you might be like a 95% bad and then 5% feels good, right? But at least you're recognizing the good and you're getting a clearer picture of the bad. So you can continue on with what you need to do to make yourself feel better, which could be a form of being an activist. So now I want to talk about kind of like the four things, uh, areas of your life where you could become an activist. And again, an activist is a person who campaigns for change or who tries to make a change, who tries to be uh, a positive influence on a problem. Um, These are just some ideas for you on, and a lot of you listening are probably already activists and you've probably already done these things, but maybe there's one area that you really didn't think of addressing. And it could be that one area that just kind of flips these things around in your head and makes it a little bit more bearable to, you know, be dealing with what you're going through right now. So the first area I was thinking um, of being an activist is just, you know, at your school. And this is kind of like a no brainer. A lot of us have to be an activist at our school. But is there a problem at your school, something that you could really take the reins on and change? Um, I'm not suggesting that you're putting in, you know, 20, 30 extra hours a week to do this, but is there just one small thing that you could change that you could, you could help, you know, um, at most of my schools, I've tried to, you know, take over, like, you know, maybe if I see an ugly bulletin board or something and it's just kind of an eyesore, I'm like, you know what, I could go decorate that bulletin board. It wouldn't really take me that long to do and kind of beautify that little square. I know that seems really tiny and really silly, but having something to focus on while there's all these problems around you, sometimes it just makes your day go by better, makes you feel more productive. I mean, I always figure it's better be to be doing something and changing something than doing nothing at all. Even if it's something like decorating or organizing, or um, I know I've worked at so many schools where teachers have written grants for things. I think at my current school, a teacher wrote a grant for uh, doing some community gardens and got, got that funded. And now we have these beautiful gardens at our school and they're growing food and the kids are like actually eating the food from the gardens. I mean, there's so many little things you could do to make your school a better place. And instead of just letting all the problems at your school weigh you down, maybe you could think of something you could do to make it better. And if you can't, if you just can't start with your school, is there a little thing you could do in your classroom? You know, each week, it's just kind of taking these baby steps and saying, I'm going to change this situation. And sometimes the change could be something that takes you 15 or 20 minutes. It's still better to produce something um, that, that contributes to the overall greater good than do nothing at all, right? Just an idea. And of course, there's millions of things you could do. Um, my next idea is on how to become an activist is, uh, you know, kind of going outside of your school, looking at your community, your city, your state, uh, province, wherever you live, the world, Uh, Is there something that you can, you know, get involved with, like a charity that you can volunteer time for, something that you could donate your time to? 
just a little thing. I mean, even an hour a week of giving yourself to a cause or bringing awareness to a cause can make you feel more whole and complete and more balanced as a person. Just like giving a tiny little bit of yourself to something that you're passionate about. And um, I always recommend there's there's a million different charities out there that you can just start um, looking into. And you can go to a website called charitynavigator.org and you can kind of investigate different charities. And these are ones that have been, because, you know, the bulk of charities out there, when people donate money, the money goes towards like administration fees and stuff. Like basically, people are getting paid a lot of money to run these charities. But you can go and kind of investigate on your own different charities. It'll give you a star rating system. And this is only like if you're not involved with one, and you're like, "Uh, I don't even know where I would start or what I would do. Uh, CharityNavigator.org is kind of a good spot for just like checking them out, seeing if they're legit. Uh, You can look at how they spend their money uh, and then just kind of decide. Maybe you want to try to do something nice for them. There's a million things that you can do. I know that um, during different natural disasters over the years, I've like decided to sell like parts of my closet, right? Like I'm going to sell you know, all of these, you know, I'm going to sell 20 items from my closet and like donate the money to um, a a school impacted by a hurricane, right? Or I'm going to sell these arts and crafts and I'm going to donate the money to, you know, this location impacted by flooding. That's something personal that I've taken on over the years. Or I, one year I made stickers. Uh, there was a small community that had been devastated, I think, again, by a hurricane. Um, there were several hurricanes this one year probably like two, three years ago, maybe three years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I sold these little stickers, right, and sent the money away. I mean, it was just something to, because the problems were weighing so heavy on my soul. I wanted to help in some way. Uh, sometimes just doing something little can make us feel better. Uh, something, something tiny. I'm not saying that you have to go all out and really put yourself out, but like maybe like how if you're feeling bad and you're feeling that there's a lot of problems right now, how can you take that bad energy and sort of flip it into positive energy by helping someone else or helping a cause that you care about? Uh, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already do this kind of stuff. So you're probably rolling your eyes at me right now. <laughs> it's just an idea. Uh, if you if you have been feeling kind of helpless or um, upset by things going on in the world, or maybe you, maybe you work with certain charities and it's just not, you still don't feel very fulfilled. I always think there's like, there's thousands and thousands of causes in the world. Find a new cause, find something else that you can help out with or do something positive for. There's so many things you can do. Um, okay. Two more areas that I think you could be an activist for. And so the first two areas were very outside of yourself, your school and like a problem in the world, like a big cause, right? Like uh, something going on in your community or the world, something that isn't happening inside of you. The next two are things, are ways of being an activist for your own problems, things going on inside of you, really changing, really changing what you need to change to, to make your life better. 
And I think one area that you could work on is obviously your mental health. You can be an activist for your mental health. And a lot of that is, I did an episode on this last week, is like making very clear boundaries, saying no to extra projects, finding out like finding your flow in life, finding out like when you're doing an activity and time just flies and you are so happy, whether it's eating potato chips on the couch, watching Netflix and binging true crime dramas, or reading a book or writing or doing some sort of physical activity. Or I know one of my best friends in the world, she is a data scientist. And she has a very high stress tech job. Uh, She also has her PhD in astrophysics. She's really, really, really brilliant. But she finds so much flow and joy and gets so much energy from knitting that she's become just a knitting machine. And she's starting to think that maybe she doesn't want to be a data scientist someday. She wants to do something professional in the world of knitting. I mean, so like, you just never know, like, what is that one thing that you do where you lose yourself in that? And, you know, if you can't find it, or you you start trying out activities, and you don't really have anything that you just love to do, and you're still feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, it could be time to seek uh, professional help and go to counseling. And I've gone to counseling before for different problems, and it really does help put things into perspective. And I know a lot of teachers are worried about like the cost and this and that. Um, But there are so many great online therapists now, like you don't even need to leave your house. (laughs) You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to drive anywhere barely need to worry about insurance, right? And a lot of insurance plans do have mental health things built into them. So it's something to check out. But say if you're just kind of like, I just want to I just want to see what it's like to talk to someone about my problems, or the things bothering me, you can try this website called talk space, uh, T-A-L-K, like I'm talking to you space, like MySpace. (laughs) Remember old MySpace? Yeah, talk space, um, dot com. And it's a really great website for hooking you up with a therapist. There's all these different types of therapies. Like once you get into it, like there's career therapy, right? Like there are therapists that specialize in helping you like make it through your career or find a new career or just with your job problems. And that's something I didn't really realize when I first started doing therapy is I didn't realize there were all these categories. I mean, There's therapists that help you with family problems or different disorders um, or habits that you want to change. And then there's therapists that help you with prior trauma, like something happened to you and you never really dealt with it. There's trauma therapists. And, you know, like I said, there's career therapists, interpersonal therapists. I mean, you can really dig into exactly what you want. There's like motivational therapists that are just like there to kind of listen to your problems and pump you up a bit. And uh, so that's something I didn't really realize when I first started going to therapy is how many different types of specialties there are. I thought it was just all the same. Like you just kind of went when you were feeling depressed or humdrum, but there's just a lot of different types of therapy. And you might try one and think, oh, it's not really for me. And then I encourage you to go try another one, you know? Um, And a lot of therapists in real life, I will say, I've been to a couple in Las Vegas here, they take teacher discounts. And I got a lot, like I had a I had this one round of therapy, it lasted for a few months, and it was normally, 
like $160 per session, right? Which is kind of a lot of money for a teacher, but they knocked it down to $90 a session, which I mean, was pretty expensive still. The sessions were maybe an hour, an hour and a half. But after the three months, the issue that I had been dealing with um, had really gotten way better. It was much, much better. So anyway, I think it was worth its uh, weight in gold, um, the money I spent on the therapy uh, so far. So just something, just something to think about is how can you, how can you find your flow? How can you work on your mental health? What can you say no to? How can you set away time for yourself? And do you maybe, would therapy maybe benefit you? Would it be something? And really looking for a therapist or a doctor is such a wonderful thing to do to, for yourself. It's it's like a gift for yourself. Like you're, act, you're being an activist for yourself. There's like nothing better than that, than self-advocation, right? We're, we try to teach kids to do it all the time. But doing it for ourselves is just so beneficial. And the last form of being an activist for yourself is can you can you be a self-advocate for your own career, for your career in the world of education, in teaching? And what I mean by that is like so many teachers are really unhappy with the profession but like, do you realize all the different avenues out there in the world right now? Like, do you realize, like, do you have a plan, like an exit plan? If you really need to get out of the classroom, like, what would you do? And getting out of the classroom doesn't necessarily mean leaving education or your pension or anything behind. I mean, there are so many jobs out there that you could still stay working for your school district or county. And you've probably already thought of this, but you know, like, could you maybe put yourself on the path to getting your admin license, a specialty license, you know, becoming a specialist in computers or library like I am, music, um, PE. There's so many specialty licenses out there, like maybe completely changing what you do uh, in the classroom. Like, can you get some uh, Praxis two tests and add some credentials to your license. I mean, maybe it's time if you've been teaching third grade for, you know, 15 years, could you just try out high school or like 12th grade or even adult ed? I mean, there's a lot of different avenues in teaching. And I think it's kind of smart to create yourself your own um, your own plan for if you wanted to move around, like what would you do and how would you do it? I think it's good to do. Like, I mean, I think like so often teachers are just like, well, I'm just gonna, like they think from year to year, right? They're like, well, it's not so bad at my school. I got a lot of friends here. I'm staying, right? But like as the career as a whole, you're looking at your whole career. Are there things that you could do that would maybe, you know, push you in more satisfying directions. And for some people, you know, being in the classroom is it, and maybe they found the grade they love to teach. But I feel like I'm hearing so many complaints about the profession, so many complaints about the job itself. Could it be that maybe the people complaining that are very unhappy, maybe there's just a slightly different direction they could take to breathe new life into the career, like not leaving the career 
all together. But, you know, could you get like an extra license or degree or something here or there that will give you more pathways, more opportunities? Because I feel like, you know, having other options besides just what you're doing right in this moment is a way of act being an activist for yourself, right? You're being an activist for your own career. You're saying, I am doing this job right now, but I could be doing, you know, X, Y, or Z. I could go down one of these other paths and I figured out how I could do it. I really think it changes a lot of perspective when you're looking at problems. If you have some, and I, I do call them exit strategies, which I mean, for some people they are like some people want to leave the classroom and, and, and they want to maybe get into the private industry, or maybe they want to, you know, do something else in education or do something with business, right. And that's perfectly cool, too. But I just think like, as a teacher, as a classroom teacher, there are a lot of things you can do to sort of shake up the career a little bit. So you're not feeling so beaten down by all of its problems. Because like every single, every single job in education, there's like just this huge pile of problems, right? But like, I feel like when you're brand new into a new position, like the problems don't bother you as much at first, because it's something new, you're doing something different. And it could be one of the answers to longevity in the career is just like, can you find something new that you could do that will kind of rejuvenate you into, you know, and into making this work? You know, when my dad always tells me, uh, whenever I'm upset or really down about something, he's like, so try something new. And it doesn't matter what I'm upset about at the time. It's usually his answer is like, well, why don't you try something new? Try something new. He says it all the time. And it, it can be a little bit annoying when you're feeling kind of pushed up against the wall. Like, gosh, I mean, I just feel like there's nothing new I could possibly try. But we all know that's not true. There are things you can do. You know, I mean, I was just, I just saw an ad yesterday for like, you know, becoming um, a teacher in an international school. And I was just like, hmm, that would be kind of cool and different, right? I mean, there's so many different careers, path pathways for good teachers out there. And I just don't think that teachers sometimes open their minds to that or like even let themselves play around with it mentally because they're thinking, well, you know, this is what I know and this is what I'm going to stick with. But there are so many pathways and, you know, in other careers, I mean, I, I, I read somewhere that the average person goes through like seven careers now, seven different jobs uh, through their lifetime, right? And I feel like in the teaching world, it's just not, the. it's like most people are like, well, you can either be an admin and you know how much that sucks, or you could stay being a teacher. Not necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of different pathways. And it's just kind of like, have you investigated any of those just to kind of keep them in the back of your mind for like, yeah, this job was horrible this year. I don't know how much more I can take of it. What can I do next? I mean, have you thought about what's next? And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be leaving the classroom. It could be like, I mean, one of my buddies, uh, they were a SPED teacher for years. And they were just so sick of the IEPs and the meetings and the this and the that. 
they went and got their uh, specialty license uh, to be an art teacher. And to go from, you know, doing sped all day to doing art all day is quite a mind shift. I mean, they're in the same school setting, the same town, same retirement plan, but like just making that little tiny shift into doing something else, whether it's the subjects you're teaching, the grades you're teaching, uh, becoming a specialist, it, it can really, it can really change. And that's one thing I like, change your mentality. It's one thing I really like about being a teacher is that we do have a lot of choices, even though we think we're pigeonholed into this little career spot. There are a lot of little subtle things we can get into to, to make a difference. And sometimes just knowing they're out there and that like you have other choices when things are really bad or your problems are weighing you down, like you could do something different. I think that can sort of help your overall outlook. And, you know, kind of going back to what my dad said, like every time I'm complaining about my life, he'll just be like, well, try something new, try something different. Why don't you try to do this, you know, or that? And sometimes he'll think of 10 different things I should try. And I'll just be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then sure enough, I go try something new, even if it's just something new on my day off. And my whole perspective for the week changes. So Anyway, it's just something to think about. Like, can you be a career, not or not a career, but can you be an activist not only for your mental health, but for your career? Can you be like a career activist for you, right? Like what, what, what do you see in the future for you? Do you have any other ideas of what would make you happy if assuming these problems are really weighing you down this year and really, really upsetting you? So anyway, these are things that I do to, to stay in the profession, stay in the career. It's one reason I'm getting my library license right now is just like not necessarily that I want to leave my school next year, but I want to have more options. Like I want to have as many options as possible for when I'm feeling bad because <laughs> it just makes me feel better to have more options, right? And in a career that can feel a little bit like a one-lane highway, um, it, it just it just feels good to know like that you could do other things, right? And um, I know there's the teacher career coach uh, has a podcast, very very popular about how to leave teaching altogether and do something else with your life. I do recommend that, like if you're just at a standstill right now with your your feelings in the career. If you're just feeling like this is not for me, might be something to look into. All right, frenzies. I hope you got some good ideas from this episode. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for listening to all my tanties. We'll talk again soon. Take good care of yourself. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je- <laughs> Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> I don't know how to stop.